This is Soul Over the Bones, a podcast for rewilding by Liz Glenn. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Over the Bones. I am so honored that you are spending part of your day in my little corner of the universe. Today and so often lately, I have considered this idea of cycles and seasons and where we live in those at any given moment. First, I want to read an excerpt from Women Who Run With the Wolves. It's from one of my absolute favorite chapters, Homing, Returning to Oneself, in which we hear of the archetypal story of sealskin, soulskin. We learn about balance and its importance in this part of the book when it reads, We know poor choice occurs in various ways. One woman marries too early. Another becomes pregnant too young. Another goes with a bad mate. Another gives up her art to have things. Another is seduced by any number of illusions. Another by promises. Another by too much being good and not enough soul, yet another by too much airiness and not enough earthiness. This reminds me of the elements, of course, we're hearing these words air and earth, and of course it brings to mind different elements and how they relate to us. There has to be a balance, and nature knows how to be balanced. If we are balanced within nature, connected to nature, connected to ourselves, we too can be balanced. So today we're talking all sorts of cycles and seasons. Of course, the sun and earth cycles of seasons, where we're at on earth in relation to the sun annually as we spin and the sun is hitting different points of the earth. Even just bringing this to mind This imagery conjures up such a poetic and powerful feeling that we are so small in relation to the universe and the cosmos. I think that it's incredibly important to remember where we are and who we are in the grand scheme of things sometimes when our problems become so big and so overwhelming to be grounded in remembrance of a whole universe, probably multiple universes, but we are here and influenced by where we are on earth at any given moment and where the sun is interacting with our earth. I think we're just living in the most beautiful sundial. There's also monthly menstrual or moon cycles. Some people call them moon cycles, Some people refer to it as just a menstrual cycle and seasons for those of us who have wombs. Basically, anything to do with celestial bodies is endlessly poetic and beautiful. But when I first learned about the book Wild Power by Alexandra Pope and Ziani Hugo Wurlitzer, I'll link to it in the show notes, my entire view on menstruation changed. I was first introduced to this book by Brooke Schultz, who is a good friend of mine and my former employer. I used to be her virtual assistant. She told me about this book and 
She also has a wonderful corresponding podcast episode of her own, which I'll also link to in the show notes, which delves into what womb holders can learn about their cycles to make the most of each week or quote unquote season. Each week of the month is a corresponding season. So one of four, four seasons, four weeks in a month. Since tuning into the audio version of Wild Power, I've been trying to track how I feel and think about things depending on which week it is. I try to be cognizant and to chart and map that out. So I have a couple questions for all of you. Do you sometimes just not feel like reaching out and you wonder why all of a sudden you're turning inward or you sometimes lose interest in things that were so recently exciting to you? Also, these could be signs and symptoms of depression. Once again, I'm not a certified therapist, so you should talk to a doctor if you are experiencing some of these symptoms. But for those of you who do not experience clinical depression, and for those of you who do, bear in mind that these questions could be pointing out a different sort of issue that's happening. Do you sometimes feel overstimulated easily more reactive than normal, or adversely, at a peak, bursting with energy and zest for life, it could be influenced by where you're at in your moon cycle. Basically, like I said, each week of a menstrual cycle is a season. So four weeks in a month, four seasons in a year. First, there's winter. This starts the week you're on your period. Day one is the first day you start bleeding, where you're likely wanting to hibernate, slow down, retreat, take care of yourself, and reflect. Most people I know can't truly do these things because they have other responsibilities that demand their attention. Work, school, taking care of kids, taking care of the house. I mean, most of the time, most of us cannot just stop everything, turn inward, and hibernate for the winter week, and that is normal. I mean, The idea here is to do what you can to be aware and do what efforts you're able to, to take actionable steps to be able to be better aligned. Where possible, it's important to take breaks during this week and you should not feel guilty about it. Leaning into the flow is the most natural thing in the world and the least likely to lead to burnout. The week after menstruation is spring. This one for me is the most ambiguous as how I'm feeling really varies for me and I assume really varies person to person. Usually it's a time of easing back into productivity and inspiration, but maybe not taking on very heavy projects yet and instead gleaning information and inspiration from other sources to be able to convert into those high energy, high volume tasks that will come in week three. Flow comes a little bit easier. Opportunities seem more exciting and prospects seem to abound. The third week, the week of ovulation is summer. This is the most energizing, most opportunistic time. In pregnancy, The second trimester would be described as this, which I had friends tell me it's like the sexiest time of pregnancy with the best rest and the most energy. I feel like this corresponds with that sort of cycle and season as well. So this is the time to make new things, take risks, reach out and do the things because you'll want to. 
not going against the grain. If your summer season does not feel like this to you, and I highly recommend you keep a journal nearby at all times to sort of track where you're at and track what your trends are from month to month. But don't do anything that I recommend that does not feel intuitive to you or your practice. These are just things that I am offering you to be aware of and implement if it feels good. The week after ovulation, before menstruation, week four, is autumn or more commonly known as its negative connotation of PMS. Your energy may be waning as emotions become a little richer. Inspiration is to be had during this time for sure and listening to your body is a must. Slowing down wherever possible is essential. For me, I do find that my body has this sort of surge. My inspiration surges during this time as I think it's probably preparing and knows that I'm going to be slowing down quite a bit in the upcoming week. So a lot of inspiration comes. It's also said that during week one, menstruation, when you're bleeding, that the veil is thinner between your inspiration and your conscious mind. Your conscious and your unconscious sort of blend a little bit more. I also highly recommend keeping a dream journal and gleaning any sort of insights that you get from that. If you have any recurring dreams or recurring themes that are very powerful or clear when you wake up, these are your body's way of sending you messages, your brain's way. But especially during weeks four and one, it is said that you have this sort of greater intuitive power. So lean into that and make the most of it. Of course, everybody is different and experiences seasons in a variety of ways. Journaling what day of the month you're on, day one, again, being the first bleed of the month, which season you're in and how you can maximize your productivity and creativity is a very useful tool I've come to love as I know myself and listen to my needs better. For those of you who don't have a womb, I still truly believe that we all experience collective seasons and cycles. I believe this happens on a monthly basis for everybody, and though we can't check out completely each month on winter week, if we're tuned into where we're at, we can maximize the work we're getting done while still honoring ourselves, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I delve deeper into different kinds of cycles and seasons in my newest guide, Cycles and Seasons, ranging from menstrual cycles, moon phases, to traditional calendar seasons, week and day rituals, and the elements. I feel that it's so important to every aspect of our life to connect to these earthly compasses, to know where we are in the, quote, family of things, as our patron St. Mary Oliver says in one of my favorite poems, Wild Geese. Instead of feeling powerless to the phases we go through, we can be empowered and harness these waves to be the most in-sync, in-tune humans we can be. They inform how we show up in our work, in our relationships, in our friendships, and in every aspect of our lives. I discuss each of these topics in a beautiful graphic format and also give prompts and journal entries for each segment so you can chart where you are and use these tools for your greatest self-connection and embodiment. That's the goal in everything I do, to promote and encourage connectedness, firstly to self. I want to rewild, reconnect people to nature, to wild self, to source, to poetry and beauty. This is the goal of the newest offering available, as well as the self-love club and all of the photo sessions I offer. 
Feel free to visit my newly updated website to get more details. It's lizglenn.com. Talk to you next time. Thank you.